tonight, uh, we have got the great Becky Sanders with us tonight. She's a fantastic communicator. We love her to bits. It's great that she's uh, around to share as well. So thank you, Becky. Let's encourage Becky as she comes to you using that one. Because it's a Sunday night and because it's the holidays and because um, I imagine there might be a few less people, um, I am going to talk, but I'm, I'm just warning you now, I'm going to ask you to do a bit of talking with each other as well. I'm just giving you the pre-warning because I know that if I walk into something and I don't expect it, it takes me a while to get into gear. So I'm, I'm just warning you, but you'll be fine, I promise. Um, I want to talk tonight about expectations managing expectations, raising our expectations. It says in King James, Psalm 62, 5, my soul wait thou only upon God for my expectation is from him. And the message version, I'm like Adrian, I really quite like the message version. God, the one and only, I'll wait as long as he says, everything I hope for comes from him. So why not? He's the solid rock under my feet, the breathing room for my soul, an impregnable castle. I am set for life. That's the attitude that I want to have. That's what I want to be like. I want to grasp that word of God and run with it. I am not there every day. I'm not there probably every minute. But that is what I would like to be. That is where I'd like to get. Um, So I want to talk about expectations because it's a word that seems to be coming up in my life more and more. And this phrase, I'm just going to manage your expectations. That seems to, I seem to be getting that a lot at the moment. Um, And I'll be quite honest, it's become a word that I found quite difficult to live with and to to hear. Um, So it's it's typical of God, isn't it? That that'd be, you have to then look look into it and perhaps talk. Um, and it seems quite appropriate for the holiday season. I don't know about you, but I always get a lot of expectations over the holiday season, what my holiday might be like, what I'm going to achieve. I work in education, so what I'm going to achieve in the six weeks holiday, I expect I'm going to achieve a lot, like I've downloaded my fitness plan and app. I think I've, I think I've done one of them. <laughs> um, and it's, it's just something I want us to explore together. So... If you can get yourselves in groups of people that you're quite happy to talk to, three to six, don't worry if it's not quite right, and just have a quick chat. What, what is an expectation? What does expectation mean? I'm giving you the nice, easy, gentle one to start with. You can move the chairs. I've been, don't worry if you want to shuffle them around. What's an expectation? Okay. I'm going to move you on quickly because that was just a little taster to get started. Andrew, do you remember Dictionary Tom? We used to have, do you remember Dictionary Tom? We used to have um, a member of the youth team who we called Dictionary Tom because whenever there was a word, we used to get Dictionary Tom out and he'd give it, without looking at a dictionary, he'd give us the dictionary definition. Um, I can't do that, so I went to the dictionary. <laughs> a strong belief that something will happen or will be the case. That's the dictionary definition. A strong belief that something will happen or will be the case. And we've probably all got expectations. We've probably all had expectations. Um, perhaps expectations of what our life's going to be like, where we're going to be living, who we're going to be living with, what kind of Christian we're going to be. Some people might have expected they were going to be a missionary in 
overseas. Some people might have expected they'd be doing what they were doing now. Um, expectations of relationships, expectation of marriage, expectation of what family might, life might look like. And for some of us, maybe we're living those expectations. And maybe for some of us, life isn't what we expected. Um, I am married with two children. I did not expect that in my life I would have watched so much cricket, played so much cricket, or be able to tell you so much about cricket. I genuinely know far more than I ever expected. Married into a cricketing family. If you noticed my absence this morning, I'm really sorry it was to do with cricket. Um, I also remember before I had my um, first baby, Eva, lots of people told me what to expect. And you'll all know if you've had children that what you expect is not likely to be what happens. But I genuinely thought it was going to be absolutely horrendous because of what everybody told me. I actually thought that I was going to basically just be sad and guilty for nine months. And I tell you what, it wasn't like that at all. I had a really, you know, it was hard work. If you've had children, you know, it's hard work. But it was very different. It was very different. It was good. Parts of it felt like I was on holiday. I speak that over you, Liad. <laughs> um, but there's sort of four themes I want us to sort of explore together tonight about expectation. The weight of expectation. Limiting expectation. The power of expectation and raising our expectations. And expectation in God. So the weight of expectation. The reason that I've sort of fallen out a little bit of with the word expectation is because, um, particularly in the work setting, I've been described as somebody that has a huge amount of self-expectation. I place a lot of expectation on myself, and that be, can be quite weighty. Um, but also, if you work in the education setting, you, ha- you, are, you have expectations from parents, you have expectations from colleagues, you have ex- expectations from managers. If you're in the Christian setting, you know that you sometimes feel like there's expectations that you have to live up, rightly or wrongly. Um, Sometimes expectation becomes quite a heavy weight, or it has them for for me. Um, So I just wonder if you're brave enough just to chat. Oh, that's really small. I'm so sorry. I'll read it to you. Have you ever felt weighed down by expectation? And is there an example that you are happy to share in your groups? Okay, I'll pull you back there. I imagine for most of us, there's been a time when we've perhaps felt burdened by the expectation of other people, or we recognize that maybe we've placed unrealistic expectations on other people. I imagine for Adrian as a pastor, the the whole congregation is often placing unrealistic expectations on what a single person can achieve. Um, God says in the Bible that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. God never places unrealistic expectations on us. If if it's a weight, then it's either been put there by ourselves or by someone else. And we need to align our expectations with God because his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And it's about thinking about what are his expectations of us, not our expectations, not other people's expectations. And I find it quite difficult to perhaps break free of other people's expectations. But it's for me to listen to God and say, what is your expectations for me? And because that is a free and light and joyous place to be, um, 
So that's a challenge for me at the moment. Perhaps it's something um, for you. Limiting expectations. Oh, man, I need to get better at PowerPoints. It's so tiny, isn't it? I don't, if, you go, if you Google expectations, there's a lot of stuff on Pinterest and the internet that says basically things like, if you expect nothing, you won't be disappointed. Um, expectation is the root of all heartache. Um, if you want to be happy, lower your expectations. Um, expectations are resentments under construction. There's a lot of sort of negativity that can be associated with expectations and a sort of message that actually what we should do is is lower our expectations, not have any expectations. Um, If you're a parent, there's always something. Are your absurdly high expectations damaging your children? There's always always something. Stop expecting, life becomes easier. Um, And somebody wrote that um, the... Disappointment is basically the difference between expectation and reality. Um, I don't know if you saw my uh, little boy um, just before the service started, but um, he was quite tearful and quite upset. Um, He has been on a Sunday evening before, and based on his experience, based on his previous history, he expected that he was going to be standing next to Daddy playing the guitar. Daddy, for reasons that um, are important to him and for, you know, the context that Daddy understands, Daddy had said no. So his expectation wasn't met and he was disappointed. How often are we like that with God? We've got these expectations and, and Daddy, for, for good reasons, for the best reasons, for the reasons to do with context and why he loves us, but we harbour disappointment because those expectations haven't been met. Is it wise to sometimes limit expectation? This is another talking point. Is it wise to sometimes limit it so that you're not disappointed? Have you ever limited your expectations? How? Why? Are there areas in your life that you're holding on to expectations that are not actually living up to reality? They're kind of tough questions. I feel a bit mean for asking, but I think it's important to think about. (laughs) So if you don't mind talking to each other, is it wise to sometimes limit our expectations so we're not disappointed? Have you ever limited your expectations in any way? How? Why? Are there areas in your life that you're hanging on or holding on to expectations that are not currently living up to reality? Or perhaps that disjoint with, with God? Okay, I'm conscious of not cutting too many people off, but also not leaving people sitting staring at me. Um, But hopefully, if you still want to talk after, there'll be time with people. Um, So the next thing I want to talk about is the power of expectation, raising expectations. Um, I probably mentioned very early on that I work in education, because I talk about it way too much. Um, If you work in education there is a huge discussion about expectations. You are measured on whether you set high expectations. There is academic research and paper after paper saying that the way to improve student performance is to set high expectations. Um, Ofsted measure on it. If you look at 
the SCN area of a school, they're measured on whether you've set high and challenging expectations. So there is a lot of evidence to say that if you set high expectations, that that raises achievement, that raises um, people's actually to achieve those expectations. Um, Nobody rises to low expectations. If you, you know, Google different images, high achievement always takes place in the framework of high expectation. Um, Joanna Wolfgang said, if I accept you as you are, I will make you worse. However, if I, if I treat you as though you are what you are capable of becoming, then I will help you become that. There is something about expectation. There is something, there is a power in it. And whether in education you necessarily agree with the amount of expectation and whether that's realistic, but there is something about if you set an expectation, then people raise to meet it. If you have no expectation, then then nothing will happen. Is it important to have high expectations in our life? What sort of areas do you think it might be important to have high expectations in our lives? Okay. So, in a world where there's some controversy around expectation, whether we should lower them so we're not disappointed, or whether we should raise them so we meet it, what does God say about expectation? What can we expect from God? What should we be expecting in God? We can expect great things from God. Not necessarily what we expect, but we know that we can expect great things. And one writer has talked about that there are definitely four things that we can expect from God as a person. His unchanging love towards us. We may be disappointed with other people or with ourselves, but we will always receive unchanging love from God. His unending presence. We can always be in his presence whenever we ask and open ourselves up to him. That is a promise that he never fails on. We can always expect his presence. We can always expect that he will change us from glory to glory. We are not going to stay the same way that we are if we give ourselves over to God. We can expect that we'll be transformed and we can expect perfect glory. We can expect eternity with God in heaven What other expectations do we need when we've got such a wonderful, unchanging God? If it just stopped there, that would be awesome. But obviously God never just stops there. Maybe we sometimes just need to lower our expectations of ourselves and other people and raise our expectations in God. So what does God say about expectation? It says, let our only expectation be one of God. My soul, wait thou only upon God, for my expectation is from him. Psalm 62. In Luke 3.15, it says, Now while the people were on tiptoe in their expectations, they were arguing in their hearts about whether John um, was actually going to be the Messiah. Um, The Old Testament stopped, and there was about 400 years of silence from God. And then it says that the people were on tiptoe in expectation about what God was going to do. And the 400 years of silence was answered with Jesus. 
We need to be on tiptoe in expectation of what God is going to do in our lives, in our church, in our town. It says in Psalm 5.3, In the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you and I wait expectantly. I wait expectantly for your answer because I know that you are true. Proverbs 23.17-19 says, Let not your heart envy sinners. But continue in the reverent and worshipful fear of the Lord all day long. For surely there is a latter end, a future and a reward. And your hope and your expectation shall not be cut off. We can expect great and big things of God. The definition of faith is complete trust or confidence in someone or something. And expectation doesn't operate without faith. One writer said, expectation has power. Every promise of God requires faith. And faith is simply an action that is full of expectation. Where you find faith, you find expectation. Where you find expectation, you find faith-filled words. Expectation is the breeding ground for miracles. Joyce Mayer, some people like her, some people don't, but she writes, it's so important for us to really know this because if we don't put our hope and expectation in him, then we'll spend a lot of our lives disappointed and frustrated, which will keep us from being content and satisfied. We should have big expectations of God. Because it says in Ephesians 3.20, Now to him who is able to, to carry out his purpose, and this is, I think it's the Amplified Version, to do super abundantly. I didn't even know that was a word. I love it. Now to, be a, now to him who is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly more than we dare ask, than we dare think, infinitely beyond our greatest prayers, hopes, or dreams, according to his power outwork with us. The beautiful thing about expectation is you don't have to do anything in yourself if you put it all in him. Expect in him. Examples in the Bible. The lame man who was sitting at the gates, who couldn't walk in Acts 3.5. Was it Peter and John? Um, So the man gave him his attention, expecting to get something from them. He expected and he got up and walked. The bleeding woman who was at the end of all her options, 12 years of bleeding, the end of all her options, knew that she just needed to be near him and touched his cloak. She expected if she touched his cloak, she would be healed. And she was. And blind Bartimaeus, um, there's a line that says, throwing his cloak aside, he jumped up and came to Jesus. The cloak was a sign of being a a beggar because he was blind. Before he got to Jesus and asked for his miracle, he threw the cloak down because he expected when he stood in front of Jesus, he would receive his miracle. God isn't expecting us to be perfect. He just wants our faith to know that he is able and to expect to receive in line with his will. might not be today. It might not be tomorrow, but it will be in line with his will if we come as a people of expectation. I want to be a people of expectation. I want to be that first that one that I read. God, the only one. I'll wait as long as he says everything I hope for comes from him. So why not? He's the solid rock under my feet, breathing room for my soul, an impregnable castle. I am set for life. What a promise to hang on to. 
Let our only expectation be one of God. My soul wait thou upon God, for my expectation is from him. It'd be great if we could finish with praying together. Do you need to release yourself or God from, or others from some unrealistic ex- expectations that maybe you've placed on yourself or others or God? Do we need to realign our expectations with God? Do we need to remind ourselves of the power of expectation and to raise our expectations in God? So if you're hopefully brave enough, talk to each other. Is there an expectation that you need to lay down? Is there an expectation you need to realign with God? Or is there something that we need to remind ourselves that we need to raise our expectations in God? What miracle, what healing, what answer, what provision? What are we looking for from God that we can raise our expectations in him? In the groups that we're in, it'd be great to kind of pray into some of these. It might be that we want to pray over one another and our expectations. It'd be fantastic to pray as well about uh, what God has put in our heart for this community, for us as a church, as well as individuals. And, uh, you know, I'm really expecting about what God's going to do in our community and with the new build. And I'm expecting not because of any particular reason other than God said it. And that gives us, Becky shared, gives us hope for the promises that God's given uh, for the outcome and to be expectant. And we, we were just sharing in our group actually how sometimes go, God goes way beyond our expectations. I'm believing that for us as a church and in this area that God would go way beyond our expectations. So it'd be great to do that, just to pray with one another, to stand with one another. If you don't know what to pray for for one another or we don't feel open enough to pray into personal and individual situations it'd be great just to pray for us as a church and where where God's leading us and the expectations there so brilliant let's take a we've got a few minutes before we look to close that's that'd be brilliant